Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy football. Draft your team with no in-season management. Get the optimal score each week of the season and have a shot at over $10 million in total prize money in their Best Ball Mania 3 contest. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store, sign up with promo code FSE, and Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Again, Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code FSE and draft your Best Ball Mania 3 team today. What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Danny and Bush coming at you with Dynasty Decisions, episode 55. You guys know the drill by now. This is where we take your Dynasty questions, your um, am I contending, am I rebuilding questions, what should I do with my rookie picks, grade my trade type of questions, everything and anything Dynasty Fantasy Football will be covered in this video today. As always, if you guys want to be a part of future Dynasty Decisions episodes, you can do so one of a couple ways. Number one, our patrons get first priority. So if you want your team reviewed right away, you can sign up on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange link is down below in the description or if you want to join the queue about you know 30 strong right now waiting yeah. for their teams to get analyzed uh you can reach out to us on twitter on discord uh by email all those things are linked in the description as well yeah and if you guys are curious you know we haven't gotten to your team yet if you're wondering you know when we will get to them just for kind of reference in terms of where you guys should know where we're at in terms of placing we're currently at about the early june team so if you asked your question past you know june 7 june 10 type of area we'll probably get to you within the next couple episodes but that's how deep we are in the queue man like it's a lot of you that love this series a lot of you that want your team covered and we're happy to cover it it's just it's tough getting to you guys right away because of how big that queue is yeah, and it shows the support that you guys have shown yes. for this series. So we're definitely appreciative of that. If you guys do enjoy this video at any point, hit the like button, comment any of your thoughts down below, subscribe to the channel if you are new as well. But before we get into it, let's hit the intro. All right, let's start off with the patron questions. As always, they get first priority. Zach Peterson, first guy that we have here. He's actually waiting a little bit longer than he should have been. Uh, we may, we actually skipped over him going through a Dynasty Decisions week, but nonetheless, we are covering it now. 12-team Superflex Dynasty League PPR with a one-and-a-half-point tight end premium. Justin Fields, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill is his main quarterbacks. DeAndre Swift, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, et cetera, running back. And then uh, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, Tyreek Hill, Traylon Burks, Brandon Ayuk, et cetera, at wide receiver. Noah Fant, Hunter Henry at tight end. A couple guys on his taxi squad has all of his picks in the next two draft classes. Somehow has an eight-round deep rookie draft, which seems absolutely excruciating, especially in this draft class once you get past like round three or four. Um, he basically just finished this as a startup. So this isn't like a monster that he built or anything. He actually just drafted this team. And he said he has a great setup for a win now this year, which would I, I would probably agree with some young studs to continue contending for a couple more years after what are our thoughts on the roster and what type of moves should he uh, be making to, you know, secure his win now status before the season starts. And also he has some trades that we can go over. First of all, I mean, we, we will get into the trades in a second, but for you to have this team after the startup, like round of applause, man, this is a phenomenal team straight up out of a startup. Like I would have assumed that this league is, you know, probably at least two years in, with how deep and how top-heavy that this team genuinely is in terms of superstar talent and being backed uh, from a depth standpoint. I mean, you go 
seven wide receivers deep, three stud running backs with a couple of nice ancillary pieces. And obviously your quarterbacks, like you have Brady as your quarterback one with an upside piece like Justin Fields. And then obviously Ryan Tano, we've talked about is a perfect type of quarterback for you to contend with. So looking at this team, I mean, quite frankly, you mentioned what can I do to contend? Like the only position that might cause you some, you know, concern in season, which you could play the numbers at is tight end. And that's a type of position where quite frankly, in season, you know, Zach Ertz is the tight end six and you want to throw, you know, a piece and a third to get him. Like those are the type of moves that you can do with this type of team. Honestly, like looking right now, there's not any moves that really stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And between the four tight ends you have, like you can make the case anyone like any week that you can use any one of uh, four of those guys. I think Hunter Henry is going to be a good touchdown or bus guy. Noah Fant, we've seen command a high target share over the course of his career. Cameron Bray and Tyler Higby probably also touchdown or bus dudes in the offenses uh, that they play in. So, yeah, I think you're pretty well set up. A pretty balanced team, not really uh, any big glaring weaknesses. The quarterback core looks exactly like something I would build. Um, it's very close to my listener league team. I have Justin Fields and Ryan Tannehill on that team as well. Um, so let's get into some of these trades here. So he made a couple trades pre-draft. He was able to um, send away the 107. He traded down from the 107 to get the 210 and the 303. And that ended up netting him DeAndre Swift and Debo Samuel for Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean, this is a relatively close value. I would say Chase is probably worth three ones, and maybe if you want to throw a two on there. And if we're rel- uh, making it relative, DeAndre Swift and Debo Samuel combined probably get you around that package. So overall, I think this is a fair trade. He also lists here that he did this pre-draft, and he was assuming, you know, Ross Stafford or Lance, one of them would fall. Obviously, none of them didn't, but regardless, if one of them had fell, this would have been even more of a smash for you. But the fact that you were still able to get two quality young uh, pieces like Samuel and Swift, this is a type of deal that I, I, I wouldn't mind moving off Chase for considering the talent and considering the elite ceilings that you're gaining from it. And for a win now type of team, you're basically trading one elite asset into two elite point producers this year, which could position you for a chance to win that money, whatever your, your buy-in is plus. Yeah, exactly. And he made another trade pre-draft where he sent away his 206 in exchange for the 302 and 308. So that ended up being Matthew Stafford for AJ Brown and Justin Fields which I think is a great, great move. You could make the argument. I mean, you're a contending team, so you could make the argument that uh, Stafford over Fields is what you would want. But most people would argue that it's a pretty close discussion straight up, let alone getting A.J. Brown on top of that. And just at face value, if somebody offered me two third-round picks for the 206, I'm taking that every day of the week. Because, I mean, generally speaking, the talent pool drop-off is until like the fourth, fifth round. And there's just high, high-quality players up until that point. So if you can stack up multiple picks, in those rounds for one pick and a round ahead or something like that, it's always a smart move in those early rounds. This is a phenomenal deal. I don't like, I don't know how you pulled this off, but quite frankly, like either of these assets comparative to Stafford, like, yeah, you'd probably prefer Stafford. Maybe, you know, AJ Brown, like I would argue is, I have AJ Brown higher than Stafford. So yeah, but I'm just saying maybe you're in a a very, very quarterback influence market. So maybe you take Stafford, but regardless, the fact that you could make the case for either of those assets that you got being on the level of Stafford and you're getting them together like this absolute smash. We can look, go on to the mid draft trades as well. You sent away uh, the 707 and the 1006, which was what basically was Jamison Williams and Tony Pollard. You're able to receive Fournette and Ayuk. And yeah, I, I don't mind this move at all. You basically sent, you know, two more retooling type of pieces. You understood, hey, this is my winning window. This is a window that I want to win. You get a guy like Leonard Fournette should be a top 10 type of running back this year, along with Brandon Ayuk, who can still give you production this year while still being a 23-year-old wide receiver. So I really like this move, given the construct of your team. Yeah, and I think just 
in terms of startup value, you slide down four picks from 707 to 711, and you go yeah. up a full round and a half in the ninth uh, from the 1006, which I think, again, another cutoff point for me of, of that talent pool is guys like Ayuk at wide receiver. Once he and you know some of the guys around him go off the board, then you start to get into a little bit of shaky ground at the wide receiver position, your Chase Claypool types, et cetera. So the fact that you can secure another guy that I believe is at a minimum a dynasty wide receiver three in Brandon Ayuk, you're uh, you're in a good spot there. So another trade that he made looks like during the startup as well. He sent away the 1206 and the 1406 for the 1111 and 1702. Again, I'm assuming you you saw Noah Fant falling in a tight end premium one and a half points. Yeah. Makes some sense there. You you go up and get a tight end that is probably down in value right now, but could um, at least be a target hog. He is still with his quarterback that he's the only one he has chemistry with on this new team if Drew Locke ends up starting for the Seahawks. Yeah, I still think that, you know, Noah Fant's going to get a bad rap because of that situation that he's in. But as we know in Dynasty, short-term situations don't matter when you're relating it to a player's long-term value. You always want to prioritize talent. I think Noah Fant could enter that top six type of tight end talent range. And if he's getting, yeah, is it gross that he's getting Drew Locke targets? Sure. But if he's getting even 105, 110 Drew Locke targets, like he should be at least a top 15 tight end this year. And you get the upside where Seattle drops a quarterback next year. Noah Fant is uh, a stud tight end, athletic tight end to pair with DK and Tyler Lockett and what should be an ascending offense at that point, especially in a premium. Like I'm fine with going up and getting your guy. Not to mention, I mean, I think Osborne at the 1702 is actually a really good value as well. So if you're actually putting the names to the pl- or to the picks, Algier and Njoku, Fant and Osborne, I think is really, really fair. And given the contract of your team, given that you didn't have that elite upside type of tight end, I don't mind taking a chance on an athletic flyer like Noah Fant. Yeah, so uh, the final trades, just, you know, late round pick swap, whatever. If you like Hassan Haskins, I don't mind that move. Yeah. But overall, looking at this team, you're pretty well set up to compete. You have a young core to build around as well. So uh, in a great spot, both from a contending and from a long-term perspective. We can move on to Cobra Kai's team, 12-team, super flex, half PPR. Uh, he said, I promise I'm not a 49ers fa- uh, fan, but I got a lot of them on my team. Is that too much? Any suggestions with this team? I think I'm set to make a run at it for the next few years, but I'm always looking for advice. So you guys can see his team here. Very Danny quarterback core, Dak yeah. Prescott, Trey Lance, uh, Carson Wentz, et cetera. Najee Harris, CMC, Brees Hall at running back, uh, AJ Brown, CD lamb, Debo Samuel, Jalen Waddle, Brandon, Ayuk at wide receiver, George Kittle as his main tight end also has uh, his uh, a first in 2023, but is not his. So it is an early first most likely because his team is quite good and also has two ones in 2024, but does not have his mid round picks in 2023. So, uh, looking at his team, I mean, it's pretty clear to me this is a well-constructed team. You have superstar talent all over the place. At running back, you have two of the best running backs you can have in Dynasty along, or three of the best running backs you can have in Dynasty. You have two of the top quarterbacks. You have you know four of the top 12 Dynasty-wide receivers, and you have one of the best Dynasty tight ends. And on top of having three ones in the next two drafts, one of them being early. Hey, I'm just going to say right now, Cobra Kai has been following FSC for a while, and uh, it can clearly tell with this team, like, oh my goodness, you are, I would be shocked if there's a better team than this in your league right off the bat. At worst, you're top two in your league. I can't even see top three because I can't see two teams being better. At worst, you're top two in your league. So if we're looking at, uh, we'll get into the trades as well. You have such superstar top end level talent and still have liquidity to make adjustments in season with that 2023 first, with two 2024 first. I don't know how you finagled all those picks with this team, but excellent work and i mean we'll get to the trades tdp for carson wentz 
you needed a quarterback three. Carson Wentz, while he's a more volatile option, maybe he's not a long-term piece. He should be a top 24 type of quarterback at worst this year. So yeah, TDP, I, I like as a player, but you're basically talking a relative mid-third type of value for a starting quarterback. In a super flex, give me the starting quarterback. Yeah, especially in a contending window like you're yes. in right now, you need a contingency plan in case Lance doesn't start right away or in case um, you know somebody gets injured and bye week fill-ins and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's a great move for you. Also gets some of the 49ers off your team considering you have Lance. Um, oh, yeah. You have pretty much every other 49er, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle, and Lance. So uh, minimize some exposure a little bit. And then th this trade is, I think, just straight up fair. My, your 2023 first, which we expect to be late given this team and a 2024 second to go out and get Christian McCaffrey, who, as we all know, if he stays on the field, is going to help you uh, propel yourself, hopefully, to a championship. I love this deal. You guys are not going to hear me talk about, you know, loving the aspect of buying older, volatile running backs a lot. But when they have Christian McCaffrey ceiling, when they can come at a cost of what I would consider, like, again, we don't like to project picks for because, you know, a lot of shit can happen in fantasy football. But given this team, I would be heavily shocked if you're picking before 110. So if we're realistic here, you're trading a 110 next year and a 2024 two for a Christian McCaffrey who can literally win you the championship on his own if he stays healthy. No, no problem with this. You still have liquidity. You still keep that better first round pick. So worst case scenario, shit hits the fan. Maybe the team goes downhill. You still have a top four pick that you have listed here to potentially recoup some value long-term. So yeah, go, go win the championship, man, honestly. Yeah, and you guys are probably used to us always talking about gaining value, acquiring value. It's like we we like, like to win championships as well, but we do it a little bit more calculated and and try and make sure we don't, you know, overstep our boundary and sell all of our, you know, farms for uh, championships. In this case, you had a pick to spare. You wanted to go out and get a difference-making running back, and it makes sense given the context of this trade. So uh, this next trade here, he trades away Javante Williams, um, a Josh Palmer, who's, you know, like third-round value at most, mid to late 2023 first, and you get Debo Samuel, the early first that we've been talking about, and a 2024 first. I mean, That's this funny. one, this is probably arguably fair, just Debo Samuel in the early first, let alone the 2024 one that you got on top of it. Easily. I mean, realistically, you know, I would prefer the early first, but for ease sake, let's just say Palmer and the mid first skate you the early first, even though, again, I would much prefer the early first. Let's leave that caveat. Javante for Debo in a 2024 first. Give me Debo in the first all day, every day, twice on Sundays. That is a phenomenal deal. You listen, I know it's tough giving up on a young ascending running back like Javante, but Debo Samuel is still a 26-year-old receiver who was quite literally a 20-plus point-per-game scorer last year, league winner type of asset, and fits in quite he he is the perfect fit for the system that he is in in San Francisco. So getting that. Debo and a first for Javante. Like I think a more relatively fair value is would be like Javante and a third for Debo and a two. So the fact that you got Debo in a first straight up, excellent work, great deal. I mean, I can kind of see how you're developing some of these monsters in this league because uh, this is phenomenal work. Yeah, it looks like the picks are a little undervalued in this format, especially those early ones that you're going to have a chance yeah. to take a swing at. So yeah, you, you're well set up, go win your championship and you're going to have a high pick again next year to add another stud to this team. You might be able to add, you know, potentially a Bijan Robinson or a Jameer Gibbs or a, a Kayshawn Boutte or a Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Another one of the quarterbacks would obviously help this team also. Um, I think perfect, like perfect best case scenario is you get like a Bryce Young, who's like a top five NFL draft pick at one Oh three or something like that.
yeah, just phenomenal. Go win your championship and then still get a young stud. So uh, we can move on to the next team here. That's going to be from Skang, a one-quarterback standard league. Quarterback, you got Josh Allen. I mean, in a one-quarterback league, you can't ask for much more. Although you still have Jalen Hurts as your backup in a one-quarterback league. So definitely have a lot of quarterback value on this team. Kind of wish it was a super flex given that strong two-quarterback start. Running backs, Eckler, Kamara, Mitchell. Wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, Gabe Davis, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Elijah Moore, and Devontae Parker. Tight ends, you do have Mark Andrews and Dawson Knox, along with your defense and kicker listed here. So uh, I'll let you go through his questions that he has here. Yeah, so he went back-to-back in 2019 and 2020, uh, but he did lose the three-peat this past year on a final Damian Harris touchdown when he was supposed to take a knee, so big-time pain there. Um, In this league, he can only keep certain players. So it is technically a dynasty league from what I understood from his message, but it's more so just like a large keeper than it is a dynasty league where you keep like 10 players or whatever. So he can keep his starters, which it's a very shallow starting lineup. It's one quarterback, two running back, two wide receivers, one tight end, zero flex spots. So you can keep all those players. To me, that's Josh Allen, Eckler, Kamara, um, Elijah Moore, Brandon Ayuk, and yeah. Mark Andrews, that would be what I would consider his starters, or at least from a dynasty perspective. And he wants to keep his top four wide receivers minus Tyler Lockett and keep Elijah Mitchell. So he could keep four wide receivers and his three running backs is basically what he's saying. Is that the direction you would go in or would you let go? Cause, so that would make sure, make him uh, get rid of Devontae Parker, Dawson Knox, and Jalen Hurts. Given that it's a one quarterback league and he has Josh Allen, it's probably wise to do that. Same goes for Mark Andrews and Dawson Knox. So he can keep everybody but three players, kind of what I'm Yeah, basically. That was a way easier Uh, way of explaining it. He can keep everybody but uh, four players, sorry. So he'd have to drop Devontae Parker, Tyler Lockett, Dawson Knox, and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I mean, those are the clear names here. Um, You keep, obviously, you know, it would hurt losing a couple of those guys, but look at the rest of the team that you have here. You have to keep all the other players. So process of elimination, I'm sorry, Jalen. I'm sorry, Devontae. I'm sorry, Knox, and I'm sorry, Lockett. They have to go. So um, overall, like, you kind of laid it out exactly. That's how I would do it. Yeah, I would say um, if you can propose an idea to the commissioner to make this a deeper starting lineup, um, because I mean, I don't play in any leagues that have this shallow of a starting lineup. No it kind of, it, it would bother me a little bit knowing that you have like a relatively deep team and you can't use any of your flex guys uh, on a weekly basis. You got to decide between Elijah Moore, Ayuk, Judy, and Gabe Davis on a weekly basis with two of those guys. So if you can propose an idea to add a flex or something like that to this league, but uh yeah. Uh, for the most part, you're well set up. We covered Skang's uh, first team on the last video, um, but this one's pretty straightforward. Those were the guys that I would keep, and I think you can win the championship with this team because you have advantages at the onesie positions, big advantages, like two of the best that you can have, and you also have a pretty solid starting lineup. I wish you had a you know a stud wide receiver, but um, the depth that you have at wide receiver combined with the studs you have at the other positions should be good enough. Yep. No, I agree. Uh, so overall, we can move on to the next team. That's going to be from Daniel Cross, a 10-team Superflex PPR. So you guys should see on the screen his team, and then we can also go through his trades that he has listed here. So uh, quarterback, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, and Sam Darnold. Running back, you have Michael Carter, Ronald Jones, J.D. McKissick, and Jared Patterson. Wide receiver, absolutely loaded with A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Kadarius Tony in particular. And at tight end, you have Pat Frymuth, along with the 207, 304, and 508 this year. Well, looks to be a boatload of picks in the oncoming years, which I'm sure we'll get into with some of these deals. So overall, when you're looking at this team, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear that you're trying to go for like a one-year tank. Uh, you didn't have any 2022 draft picks of note, like you have the 207 as your highest pick. So I'm guessing you decided, hey, I need to tear this down, go for a one-year rebuild, collect some 2023 picks. You have three ones in that year. You have two ones in uh, in 2024, and then you have two ones in 2025. So you should be well set up 
And Deshaun Watson really helps your case out here. He's exactly the type of player I would want to have with this build. Um, you're going to have J- Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson as your main quarterbacks going forward. And you basically just have to fill out your running back position because your wide receivers are also quite good as well. Um, the one thing I will say, and I'm sure that kind of sticks out to you as well. Uh, Terry McLaurin's a little bit up there in age for a, a team yep. like this. He's not like old, old, but if you can transition him into, you know, Jamison Williams in a two or something like that, I would be perfectly fine with uh, a team constructed the way that this one is. Yeah, no, exactly. That type of move. Um, or you could you can transition him straight up. Maybe it's a more casual league. You can transition him into Elijah Moore. Those are the type of deals that you should be looking to do. Or heck, if you want to add some more liquidity and, you know, Terry McLaurin's going off, he's an eight or nine target receiver to start the year. And somebody's willing to say, hey, look, give me Terry McLaurin and a piece and I'll give you my first. And that's the type of move that you can do with this team. But overall, I mean, the liquidity that you built up along with the stud talent apart from running back, which is exactly like how how I would build a productive struggle team. I think you've done a great job thus far. And we can go through the trades as well. Yeah. So he said start like stars are also hard to acquire in this league. So if that's the case, I would target draft picks and try and hit on those picks then. Um, he said he wants to try and compete in 24, 25. How likely is that? I would say you're well set up to do that. Your quarterbacks will still be in their prime by that point. Hopefully your wide receivers still in their primes. Also, you're going to add, you know, a couple wide receivers, a couple running backs to this team. Both of those tight ends, honestly, I or the top three tight ends really are all, you know, relatively young that should be able to be in their primes by the time you're ready to compete as well. So he's got a lot of trades listed here. We can kind of like rapid fire these if we want, maybe we'll only go through a couple of them, but um, the package you got for CMC, I, I don't really have to say much else. Nom. You got quite a bit of value in return for him getting two quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence and Davis Mills, plus a 2025 first and second, and then some other pieces on top of it. That's definitely enough for me to move off of CMC. Absolutely. I mean, T-Law on a first, no matter what the first is, is always going to be enough. You're talking about a young ascending quarterback versus, you know, a depreciating win now type of running back. So they are currently going, you know, a half round apart in ADP in terms of startup value. So if I can flip a, let's say, late second value player in ADP to into a mid to late third and a first, I'm doing that every day of the week. So uh, excellent deal, deal there. Next deal, Zeke, the 303 and the 305 in exchange for a 2020. I don't even have to read the rest of the pack. Yeah, you like, got a first second in a 2023 three is what I think he meant to write there for Ezekiel Elliott in two yeah. thirds. That's an easy one to, to break down. Next trade was uh, you sent away Mike Williams, Naeem Hines, CEH in the 108 in exchange for Javante Williams and the 209. Now, obviously, in your position, I wouldn't have went out and traded for a running back, but um, it looks like you flipped Javante Williams at a later point in time. So I think at face value, it's probably an even trade. Mike Williams, 108, and CEH is probably like relatively equivalent value to Javante, but I'd probably just take the stud factor with Javante in that case. Yeah, give me give me Javante. Uh, 108 in a weaker class. Mike Williams, like, yeah, that, that just seems like a lot of noise. Javante Williams is a young ascending running back, and... As Corey kind of said, he is more easily flippable than that entire package would be. So uh, I really like that. You did trade straight up TJ Hawkinson for Tua. Tua goes before TJ Hawkinson, and he's a quarterback. Great move there. Davis Mills for Jacoby Myers in a second. Another fantastic move. Like I wouldn't consider Davis Mills much more in value than a 2023 second straight up. So the way I look at this is a free Jacoby Myers. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, then you also give away George Kittle and a 2023 third for Njoku and a first. That, that seems pretty good. I don't know if it, if it's the early first that he has listed here or the late first, but either way, I like that move for you. Uh, you trade away Alan Lazard and Antonio Gibson for the 207 and a 2023 first. Again, I would take a first over Gibson straight up, 207 over Alan Lazard straight up, so that's pretty easy for me. Then you uh, take the Tua that you got from a Hawkinson trade, and you package him with the 204, 208, and 220, 23 seconds. So four seconds on that side of the deal. You go out and get A.J. Brown, 304, and 309. I don't, I don't think that's a smash necessarily, but I do like the A.J. Brown side. I don't believe in Tua, so uh, I'm more than fine with doing this move, getting a stud factor. And I think A.J. Brown's going to have more appreciability once people realize he is goddamn good at football. And if you choose to flip him in season, you're going to get way more value than you know Tua in the seconds would. So I, I like this move. I also really like this next move. Yeah, it hurts giving up both T-Law, Javante in that first, but going out and getting a franchise top three overall pick in Superflex quarterback, along with what we both have as a top 15, top 12 type of wide receiver in Dynasty and a mid to early 2024 first. Yeah, you gave up a decent bit, but you got way more than a decent bit back. Yeah, I would I would probably take Herbert over Javante the first in the two twos. Agreed. Um, in that deal. And then you just basically get Deon. I would rather have Deontay than Trevor Lawrence straight up. And then you get a mid first for free in 2024. So maybe the, the Deontay versus Lawrence is a little closer. Uh, if you like Lawrence, but I'm you know a little out on him. So uh, the final two trades here, he gives two thirds away for Cole Komet. I think that's uh -huh. a good move there. Jalen hurts, uh, Robert Woods. You trade that away for Deshaun Watson. I, I love Jalen hurts. I love Deshaun Watson and dynasty. And I never thought I'd say that, uh, especially last year with, with Jalen hurts. But uh, I think this is a relatively fair deal. I would still rather have Deshaun Watson than Jalen hurts as it currently stands. And Robert Woods isn't really a needle mover for me. Yeah. Uh, the way I can kind of see this being is uh, the guy who acquired hurts and woods is probably in a win. Now can't wait on Deshaun Watson getting suspended knows, Hey, Jalen hurts. Maybe he doesn't have the long-term job security, but he's going to be a top six type of quarterback this year. The way I look at this is in your progressive struggle, these are the type of transits I'm looking to move. You get rid of Robert Woods' what top 35-ish level production this year. I, th I think that's about a fair, you know, give or take range and for you, him. You give away a difference-making quarterback that's going to make your own 2023 draft pick a lot exactly. better. Exactly. Yeah. No, overall, I really like this deal. And your first should be about mid, if I were to guess, given the running back core and given the fact that you're trying to tank that pick. So your first should be mid. You have an early first, you have a late first. Like you are in a great position to, as you kind of said, turn this into a monster by 2024 and 2025. And yeah. Yeah, I think, again, like the only move that stands out to me is see if you can get like a 2023 first for Terry McLaurin. If you can get like a mid first for him, I'm cool just, you know, offloading that production, getting a little bit yeah. younger, re-rolling it in the NFL draft uh, cycle. So before we get into the non-patron questions, as always, got to pay some bills around here. Time to hear from our sponsors over at Manscaped. Hey lads, today's episode is brought to you by our sponsors over at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming across the globe. All men strive for gold in their life. Gold medals, gold watches, gold chains, gold everything. Gold, yes, is very nice, but true artists know that platinum takes the cake and Manscaped perfects their art with the introduction to their all new Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped's brand new Platinum Package 4.0 is the biggest bundle they've ever offered, giving you a bulk discount on Manscaped's top products. Inside this Platinum Package, you'll find all the perks of the Performance Package 4.0, the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, and their Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, along with the added products of their Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, and their Ultra Premium Deodorant. 
the Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect against your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof so you can shave with less mess. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Platinum Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to the next level. This summer, it's time to join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code BUSH for 20% off plus free shipping. Again, 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUSH at manscaped.com. Manscaped gives your manhood the proper treatment it deserves. We appreciate the support for the fancy stock exchange by our friends over at Manscaped and thank them for sponsoring today's video. And speaking of that video, let's get right back to it. All right, big shout out to Manscaped. Again, 20% off using promo code BUSH plus free shipping. Let's get on to Phoenix Flynn's team and I'll let you take it away here. Yep. So uh, for Phoenix, he does have a quarterback, Justin Herbert, Trey Lance, Jameis Smith, or Jameis Winston. And I don't know why he has Geno Smith ahead of Kenny Pickett, but those are the main quarterbacks he has here along with Kellen Mon. Running backs, DeAndre Swift, Cordero Patterson, et cetera there. Wide receiver, Tyreek, Deontay, Amari, Gabe Davis, Marquise Brown as his starters. I'm assuming the guys that are italicized are his starters or slated starters. So it makes more sense when I consider it like that, along with a a crap ton of depth at wide receiver. I absolutely love what you're able to build there. Hopkins, Drake, London. You know, you got upside at uh, Will Fuller. I, I really like what you're able to do there. Tight end Mark Andrews along with a couple nice, interesting dart throws on the taxi squad. So overall, he basically just says here, figure I'd send over what I posted. Happy to get any and all input. He talks about, you know, he he acknowledges that RB2 would be his glaring, glaring hole. And he doesn't think his squad is far off. And he's hoping to unload some wide receivers to add some more depth at running back when he goes into the season. He just kind of wants to know, uh, is his strategy, you know, intact? And what else, what other input that we would have on this team? I think you can win with this team, personally. Yeah. I, I know it's a 10-team league, but uh, like Herbert and Lance, assuming Lance is starting, is going to be a, a great quarterback core of guys that are going to give you good production. You, you got like a pseudo-hero RB here with DeAndre Swift as your main running back with Tyreek, Deontay, Marquise Brown. D hop when he's back, Drake London, Amari Cooper, Gabriel Davis. You're going to be very strong at that position. Mark Andrews, the difference making tight end. So I think you can compete with this team. I think you can win with this team and your RB two slot. I mean, you're cycling in between like Cordero Patterson, JD McKissick, McKissick. Jamal Williams. Some of these other guys, Devin Singletary have some upside depending on what happens in their backfields. If you wanted to, if if you absolutely like peace of mind, wanted a better RB two, Amari Cooper is the name that sticks out to me. He'd be the guy that I would try and trade for like a Leonard Fournette, James Conner type. But I would not do that, as we always say, until the beginning of the season. Yep. Uh, I actually like have a different plan of mind that you could potentially do in season. Uh, so Amari Cooper, I mean, I would I would want to transition to another, you know, relatively valued receiver. Um, the move that sticks out to me is maybe, you know, once Kenny Pickett starts, because you have, you know, a three stack of stud quality quarterback. I mean, Jameis Winston doesn't really fit that mold, but he's still a really, really quality quarterback, three top 20-ish level quarterback to have for this year. So if Kenny Pickett, you can transition in the season and he can net you, you know, what's Kenny Pickett's relative value? Maybe you can do what, Pickett in a three for like A.J. Dillon in a two? Maybe. Yeah. I also don't mind transitioning off of Jameis Winston and keeping the youth factor with Kenny Pickett as well. Um, Yeah. I think you got a lot of flexibility with this team. I, I would 
probably explore some trades for an RB2, but I wouldn't do it, like I said, until the beginning of the season. Using guys like Jameis Winston, using guys like Kenny Pickett, using Amari Cooper, maybe maybe Gabriel Davis is getting a lot of hype in your league. You can transition that way. But, I mean, you should be able to make a, a pretty solid transition. You have all your draft picks as well. So if you had to, you could throw like Amari Cooper in a two, get up to like Cam Akers if people are down on him in your league or something like that. Yeah, no, you have a ton of flexibility to be able to make those transitions on the spot. And I'm sure this is a team that you're going to resubmit when the season starts. And we'll have more input on terms of the micro aspect of who you can target from a player analysis standpoint. Yeah, and before the season starts, we will definitely put out some videos like who to go out and target if you're a contending roster. And again, the, the closer you can get to the season before you actually do that, uh, the better. So let's move on to Jacob's team here. 10 team, full PPR, non-super flex or tight end premium. So it's a one quarterback league. Jalen Hurts is his main guy with Derek Carr and the wings. They're pretty solid. Uh, he has CMC, Javante Williams, ETN, Zeke Stevenson at running back. Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, Pittman, Devontae Smith, Garrett Wilson, Allen Robinson. Very, very strong team so far. Hawkinson, Ertz, and Fryermuth at tight end. All of his picks somehow, despite having such a loaded team. Um, lists a couple trades here, but I mean, first first thoughts, how good is this team and why are we even reviewing it? Because I yeah. think he's going to win the championship with this. Yeah, this team is absolutely loaded. And I, I mean, I took a little bit of a peek at some of the deals and yeah, you. Uh, I can tell that you've been taking the FSC advice and really uh, farming some of your home league mates because this is phenomenal movement. This is phenomenal moves. You kind of mentioned here, you know, what other, uh, you know, advice we'd have after we re review your trades. Just keep the status quo, man. Like this team, even without reviewing further, is going to be a horse to be reckoned with, a force to be reckoned with. So um, excellent work. We'll go through the trades as well now. Uh, you were able to flip the 105 and Chase Edmonds for Javante Williams. And he does say here that the guy used the 105 on uh, Malik Willis. So uh, I, I I don't know. Is he like a burrito or something? Like that's, that's, a, that's a casual pick right there. So you definitely take those. Hey, I, I do feel bad. He must have, you know, watched the video of me hyping up Malik Willis, but then didn't take into account that, that I was hyping up first round Malik Willis, not third round Malik Willis. I don't know what the guy was doing, but you capitalized. You basically flipped, you know, a Fugaz mid running back and a backup quarterback into Javante fucking Williams. Yeah. Great move there. He also traded away Michael Gallup and CH for Devonte Smith. Great yeah. example of taking advantage of buying low on Devonte Smith. I'm sure he made that trade after I put out that video, uh, traded away Ryan Tannehill, the three Oh five, four Oh five and Gabriel Davis for the one Oh nine and Allen Robinson as well. And the one Oh nine got Garrett Wilson because you know, people are taking fucking Malik Willis at one Oh five. So, <laughs> Um, definitely huge, huge W for me. I, I almost probably would take Garrett Wilson straight up over the rest of that package, let alone you get a free Allen Robinson. Yeah. I mean, it'd be close because you're, you are, you would getting a quarterback and Gabe yeah. Davis pretty solid, but it, it's pretty, it's a, it's a conversation. So yeah, definitely a great move there. Yeah. Also traded away DK Metcalf, Mooney and acres for Justin Jefferson. So the difference, I would probably rather have Metcalf Mooney and acres. But the stud factor, given the strength of your roster, is definitely warranted going out and getting a superstar like Justin Jefferson. The way I look at it is, I mean, this is probably a fair deal. I would say that this is three firsts of value probably on the spot, especially 20, like if we're talking 2023 capital. Yeah, I value, I value Acres as like a first plus. Metcalf is like borderline two first, probably a, a mid first plus. And then Mooney is like a late first. So it's a little bit more than three firsts of value for me, which is why I would take that side of the deal. But I, I again, I understand you can you can afford to give up some value when you're in this position of your team. Yeah, and I mean, in this position, just go out and get the franchise cornerstone. Look at the type of depth that you've built up. Look at the type of moves that you can take advantage of in this league. If people are willing to give you 
franchise cornerstone pieces, and then you can just value value bin your way for the rest of the roster. Like, yeah, go out and get the stud. Yeah, and given the way that your league is valuing players, Ezekiel Elliott's 100% somebody I'm trading. Yes. Somebody's oh. probably still high on him for whatever reason. You could probably, the only weakness of your team is that you don't have a superstar caliber tight end. So maybe you can take Ezekiel Elliott and TJ Hawkinson and go after, maybe not Fry, or maybe not Pitts or Andrews, but maybe you could go after somebody just below that kind of territory, yeah. maybe a George Kittle or something like that. And, and, you know, maybe someone in your league is watching mock drafts of Zeke getting taken in the mid to late second, and they're like, oh, you know, Zeke is back. You know, he's a cowboy. He's going to score touchdowns, yada, yada, yada. You, you, you feed them everything. Like, hey, if you see a mock draft where he's going, you know, the mid to late second, just link it to some of your league mates. Say, hey, yo, Zeke is, Zeke is hype, you know? Do you want them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the classic Danny move. So um, <laughs> I would say you're well set up. You can pretty much do nothing with this team, go in and compete. But if you had to make one move, I would see if you can get an elite tight end and maybe uh, maybe Ezekiel Elliott can be a part of that type of deal. Because if you go into the season with CMC, Javante, ETN, Ramondre Stevenson, you're going to be just fine at that position. So you don't even need Ezekiel Elliott. For sure. So uh, overall, we can move on to the next team. That's going to be from Vidakin. Uh So team on the screen, quarterbacks, he does have Trey Lance, Justin Fields listed here. Travis Etienne, A.J. Dillon, and Tony Pollard. Run, or wide receivers, Metcalf, Deontay, Elijah Mork, there's Tony, and Calvin Ridley. And at tight end, you do have Kyle Pitts, along with four firsts in 2023, all of his other picks. And he, so basically here, he has all four firsts in 2023, and he doesn't have any real 2024 capital, which... Let's be honest. If you want to flip any of those 2023 picks, you're going to get 2024 capital plus anyway. So, uh, yeah, this team is phenomenal. He does say here it's a 12 team super flex half PPR 10 starters. They are moving to 11 next year. So he basically says an interesting dynamic in the team. Again, given the team, I don't think you're going to end up in a position where you can hardcore tank for the 101. But he does say if you were in a position to hardcore tank, they actually do a toilet bowl. So you have to be competitive enough to win the 101. You can't just say, oh, yeah, no, my team is completely desolate of, you know, any factors because you're going to get the 106 at that point if you lose the toilet bowl. Which is interesting because isn't the toilet bowl you advance based on the lowest points that you score the way that yes. sleeper has it structured. So I don't know if you guys like adjusted that or if you just don't know that's how it works because the way it actually works like default on sleeper is that the lowest points advance, not the highest points. So if that's if you didn't know that, if this is like your first year in the league, that's exactly how it works. So you actually do need to be the worst team in the league to be able to do that. But it does depend on how your players do in those playoff weeks. So uh, he said he's planning on taking two top running backs next year. Obviously, there's going to be a great class for it. One quarterback and one wide receiver, given you know the strength of uh, where his picks are. He like, looks like three top six picks overall. Rough idea now, considering how far away, but just looking at his team needs. Um, trades in the past five months he's made. He also has these listed here. We can go through these one by one, but... Overall, do you uh, do you have anything aside from like house money year with this team, and then spend your picks next year, and maybe trade uh, future capital? Kind you of covered. You covered it, man. Like this is literally house money. You have four top six projected picks just from a, a, a like you know monopolizing that draft. If say you want to pick with one of those selections, I would leverage those other picks and see what type of talent that they can net you. People are going to have rookie fever. People know that the 2023 class is loaded. And if you are owning four of the top six picks, you can straight up flee somebody. Yeah, and you can recoup some of your 2024 capital. Yeah. Maybe you could trade for a veteran. Who knows uh, what you could do at that point in time. So let's go through one of the uh, some of these trades one by one here. It looks like he's got the um, right side of the deal, is, or left, is it the left. left side of the deal that he's getting? So he's getting the left side of these deals. He trades away J.K. Dobbins, Allen Robinson, and a 2024 third 
in exchange for two ones, Miles Sanders in the 312. I love J.K. Dobbins. Give me this the fucking left side of this deal all day. You could take off one of the first, and I'd still want that side. Genuinely. You could take off one of the first, and I would still want that side. And the fact that you got both first, like, this is a great deal. We can move on to the next one because there's no no point on just, you know, lauding this deal for too long. Next deal, DK and what he projects to be a top three. So the top three uh, projected first that you saw above there, this is where he got that. So DK and a top three projected first in exchange for Michael Thomas, Jahan Dotson, two 2024 ones and a 2024 two. If I can lock in one of um, Bijan, Stroud, Young, or one of the, or, you know, Jameer Gibbs, you know, maybe he works his way there with Alabama as a top 35 selected pick. And he looks like the next Alvin Kamara. He could work his way there as well. If I'm guaranteed one of those picks or one of those players along with DK Metcalf, like, yeah, it's a lot of value to give up, but I'm fine with it. Go get the studs. Yeah. I would rather have DK than probably dots and a one and a two is probably how I would value this. So then it's like a 2023 top three first for Michael Thomas and a 2024 first. So yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay giving up that value. Like Danny said, you're giving up quite a bit, but you're getting the two best assets in the deal. Exactly. And uh, next deal, you were able to acquire Tony Pollard and Kendrick Bourne in exchange for Miles Sanders and Irv Smith. Lateral type of move, you know, Pollard. Transitioning from Sanders to Pollard is is the reason I like this trade. The, the, I think he's just a way better asset to have than Miles Sanders. Even though Sanders is already the starter of his team and there's a chance he has like a bit of a bounce back, Tony Pollard is going to have more trade value in the case of Ezekiel Elliott's, you know, wearing down an injury, which we expect to happen. So um, at the very least, I think you can be able to flip Tony Pollard midseason for more than what you paid for him. Next trade here, he trades away Antonio Gibson and Kendrick Bourne, who we got in the last deal in exchange for AJ Dillon, a mid first and the 304. Yeah, this is pretty easy for me. I would, I mean, Gibson versus Dillon's a straight up conversation, uh, one for one. I would rather have Gibson slightly, but not by much. Like Dillon in the 304 probably cancels out Gibson. You got a mid one for Kendrick Bourne. So mid one over the other package period. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So uh, final trade, trade away Josh Jacobs for Deontay Johnson. Give me give me the wide receiver. Uh, more longevity for your team's structure. And uh, Josh Jacobs, I mean, even if you're the most bullish Josh Jacobs guy in the world, and I, I consider myself probably a Josh Jacobs truther, I'm, I'm easily taking Deontay Johnson over him. Yep, in a heartbeat. So overall, great work there. You clearly you know, know what you're doing here. And keep farming your league because, I mean, this is going to be a monster within the next year or two. So excellent work there. We can transition to the final team of the video that's going to be from Nob. So quarterbacks, you have Trey Lance, Matt Ryan, Jacoby Brissett, running backs, Brees Hall, Kareem Hunt, Ramondre Stevenson, et cetera there. Wide receivers, DK, Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman, Elijah Moore, and Traylon Brooks in particular. And at tight end, you do have Logan Thomas and David Njoku, along with six 2023 ones, not including his first and a 2023 two, along with all of his 2024 capital. So overall, he kind of wants us to evaluate this team and give input in terms of all these deals he made. So, I mean, I don't know if we'll be able to get through all of these deals, but we'll try to get through at least a few of them for you here. Yeah, so looking at this team, this is pretty clearly like a one-year productive struggle for me because you have an anchor quarterback with Trey Lance, you have an anchor running back with Brees Hall, and you have a great wide receiver core, uh, but you're lacking a tight end. You don't really have any running back depth. And in a super flex league, Trey Lance is your only long-term starter, but you do have six ones, which will help you fill out at least a quarterback or two and probably a running back or two, maybe even Michael Mayer at tight end too. So you're, you're thankfully your team needs match up with the strength of this draft class coming up. So that's definitely a good sign. You should be able to fill out your team mostly with your draft picks if you need to. Um, but I'd be willing to sell a lot of your running backs, especially during the season. Uh, Kareem Hunt, if Nick Chubb goes out for three games, sell Kareem Hunt. 
if Damian Harris is out for a couple games, sell Ramondre Stevenson, et cetera, et cetera, going down the list. You have a lot of guys that can net you second round capital or maybe package them with a second to get a first type of moves during the season. I think that's the direction I'd be looking to go. I'm not looking to compete this year. Matt Ryan, uh, another guy that I'd probably be looking to sell as a starting quarterback uh, in the short term. Yeah. And uh, I mean, looking at some of these moves, I can see how you gain that war chest of capital. I mean, you did. I'm assuming this was your one in this deal. You moved the 109, the 2023 first, and Odell for TK Metcalf. Yeah, like 109 gets you what? Jahan Dotson, if you're if you're lucky, like someone like that. So like, let's just say Dotson 2023 first and Odell. Like, I'm gonna take Metcalf there. Uh, yeah, Metcalf is is worth that package himself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I'll I'll take Metcalf there. Trade number two. He sent away Justin Herbert and Hollywood Brown. But in exchange, got Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman Jr., the 101, a 2023 first, and the 104. So, I mean, that's a lot of high, high end draft capital. The difference between, like, what would you need straight up on top of Brees Hall to get to Justin Herbert? Would two first get it done for you, the 104 and the 2023 first? That's I think it would for me. Fair. That's it, probably you tell me a top yeah. five pick this year yeah. plus the 2023 first. I think that gets it done for me. Then I would rather I like Pittman and Hollywood's just like a straight up wash. Yeah. In my opinion, you throw in Matt Ryan on top of it, it definitely cancels each other out. So Hard giving up Herbert, and especially given the the status of your team, but I think the value was there for you to be able to move off of him. Yeah, no, this is definitely a fair deal. Uh, honestly, like this, it's tough to lose a guy like Herbert, but if you're getting this type of value, yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with doing it. Trade number three, like this is just a robbery. You traded. I mean, I'm I'm gonna hammer the point that I made already. If in season, if you can sell your running backs for for seconds or potentially first, because you got a first for Alexander Madison, I'm definitely doing that. You might be able to get a first mid season for Kareem Hunt if he he steps into a big workload, right? Yeah, given the structure of this this trade. I don't know how you pulled this off. Like, what, what was like? Does this guy have Dalvin Cook, and you wanted the double condom, and he's like, "Oh, I probably." Don't, I don't know. I would. I, there's no way I'm giving up a 2023 no. first for a double condom play. Not even a heartbeat. And uh, we can put trade four and five basically together because he basically shipped AJB in exchange for Sutton and two first, but then basically uh, shipped Sutton and a third for a first. So when you're looking at this, you netted three first for AJ Brown. I'm taking three first over any non-top. 10 overall asset in dynasty period. So I love AJ Brown. Give me the picks and it's not even remotely close. Yeah. And I'm, I'm again, I would consider myself an AJ Brown truther and I'm taking the fucking the picks any day of the week. Technically it's AJ Brown the third, but I, I would easily take the, the first that you give up there or that you get in return for AJ Brown trade number six. You sent away Michael Carter, a second and a third in exchange for the one Oh nine. So you get your one Oh nine back. Um, and you added, I don't know who exactly this ended up netting you, but it looks like you traded it away. So the 109, you trade away for a 2023 first. So if you go back to that DK Metcalf deal, you ended up just like getting the first pack that you dealt away in the yeah, first you, trade. You, you just got it for free pretty much uh, based off like what you've been doing. And Carter, a second and a third. Like, yeah. If we're keeping it honest, that team that has your first, like realistically, if you wanted it back, you could just be like, hey, you know, Ramondre Stevenson is the RB18. You want him? It's yeah, exactly. You can definitely pull off something like that. And even worst case scenario, I don't think your team is going to be bad enough to get Agreed. like a top four pick. You're probably going to be picking like five, six or seven somewhere in that range. So worst case scenario, you give up a pick like that if you can't get your own first back. But I would, you know, inquire and see what your first cost you, because if it's a contender, you might be able to be like, hey, I'll give you Kareem Hunt and Ramondre to help bolster your running back core. And I want my first back. And maybe yeah. you have to throw in a second to get that done. Like that, that's worth it to you because you're getting that run running back production off your team with that move. Plus you get your own first back, then you're free to completely tank and sell everybody if you need to. 
Yep, for sure. But either way, we just ran through Dynasty Decisions, all eight teams. If you guys have made it this far, about 45 minutes in, make sure you leave a like down below and comment down below. Dynasty Decisions rules. If you've made it this far, appreciate you guys. Appreciate that support. Leave that like, comment that down below, and subscribe to the channel. We're currently so close to 12,000. I believe we're at, what, 11.3 right now. So let's get to 12,000, then 13, then 14, and we will keep escalating and keep growing this channel with your guys' support. Yeah, exactly. Definitely appreciate all you guys. Appreciate the support you've shown. 55 episodes deep of Dynasty Decisions so far. So uh, like Danny said, like, comment, subscribe. Check out the Patreon if you guys want to be on future episodes of Dynasty Decisions. That'll get you to skip the line. We got some exciting things coming to Patreon as well. Redraft Rankings Manifesto dropped today. And we have a database with a bunch of stats that you can use to do your own research dropping today as well. So make sure to check out the Patreon. Check out Underdog Fantasy, our official sponsors as well. Check out Manscaped. Promo code BUSH, 20% off plus free shipping. Peace out, guys. We'll talk to you soon.